Hallmark Channel presents one of the 12 all-new premieres of Christmas. That's the perfect holiday romance. There's an apartment upstairs with a separate entrance. Do you allow cats? Allow them. We require them. Kimberly Susted, Brandon Rouse, Gregory Harrison. You can't decide not to fall in love. It's Christmas. Time for miracles. Sometimes love finds you when you weren't even looking. The Nine Lives of Christmas, an all-new premiere, Saturday, November 8th at 8 on Hallmark Channel, the heart of TV. You hear that, right? The perfect holiday movie? Yeah, you know what we're getting into here. Uh, it's Emily again on a solo stocking stuffer because this is another one that was on the TV. And the TV being the one and only the Hallmark Channel. And basically, I'm, you know, scouring the uh, TV guide, seeing, all right, what Christmas movies sound of interest. And I see one that's about cats. Come on, guys. I'm not going to pass that up. You know me. You know I can't resist that. So the Nine Lives of Christmas is a Hallmark original. Again, with the Hallmark, I'm sorry. I need to find a Lifetime one because I feel like we're kind of getting a balance, right? What we've learned so far is that the ABC Family movies are a little brighter, a little more polished, and have a little more pop to them. Uh, usually bigger concepts, too, that the Hallmark ones are tend to be a little lazier, a little cheaper. Um, I get, I don't, there, I just, and AV Club just did an interview where they go in, they're kind of like praising the Hallmark Channel as being the only channel that really gets these holiday movies. I don't know what they're talking about. The Hallmark movies tend to be terrible. Uh, but that doesn't mean we ain't gonna watch them, you know? So, The Nine Lives of Christmas, uh, Hallmark from last year, directed by Mark Jean. Now, Mark Jean, uh, like most of these directors, a lot of TV, uh, including Police Academy, the series, um, some other television, other television movies, including one called Finding Mrs. Claus, which I think is the one where, like, Santa has to get, like, a mail order ride or something. I'm, don't quote me on that. More importantly, he has something on his credits, guys, that uh, I don't know how Christine's going to feel about this. I get the feeling she's going to feel really good about it. Um, he has a title called, get this, Murder, She Baked, A Chocolate Chip Cookie Mystery. And you think like, oh, what is that, like an animated thing? No, guys, no, it's a movie, a real movie. Not only that, it stars Allison Sweeney, who I know people know from The Biggest Loser, but she'll be, she was Sammy Brady in the crazy Sammy Brady years of Days of Our Lives. Um, and also stars Cameron Matheson, who was the creepy husband in Holidays. It's, it's such an incestuous world, this Hallmark universe. Um, sadly, we're not talking about murder, she baked, a chocolate chip cookie mystery. At least not today, we're not. Uh, but we are talking about the nine lives of Christmas. Now, you're thinking, now, especially if you just listen to our The Twelve Dates of Christmas episode, you're thinking, oh, what is it? Like, you get nine chances at Christmas, or nine cat deaths till Christmas. No, it's just that the movie has cats in it, so they, that's their... Like, they don't call, they could have called it Happy Catmas or something. Like, there's other ways to make a good pun, but it doesn't make sense because there's no, like, nobody dies in this movie other than parents are already dead, but you know that's going to happen because of our tropes. Um, before we get into those, and Angelique, one of my cats, is has very strong opinions about this one, as you can hear. So The Nine Lives of Christmas is about a woman named Marilee 
And Marilee is a hardworking student of uh, veterinary sciences. She's going to be a vet. She's in college studying hard. Um, and she also, you know, works at a pet store. And she doesn't have time for love, guys, because she just wants to be a vet. Meanwhile, in across town or, you know, next door, uh, is a man named Zachary. Now, this is notable because Zachary is played by not my Superman, Brandon Routh. Uh, Brandon Routh is is a handsome man, um, kind of from the Dean Cain school of both acting and career choices. And I can actually see him going down the Dean Cain route because if he keeps doing Hallmark movies, like, he's a good-looking guy. He's going to get work. Dean Cain has probably never not had work. Um, most of it's not good. And I don't know, I didn't say that about the Nine Lives, but maybe I will. So, uh, Dean Cain is Zachary, who's a firefighter, who, get this, guys, he doesn't believe in love. See, his parents are divorced. They're not dead. They're divorced. So, therefore, he's like, love, what's that? I'm just going to hang out with my fireman buddies and save lives and date models, and that's my life. But guess what happens, right? Cat. Cat happens. So uh, Zachary finds a cat named Ambrose who has a little tag named, that says Ambrose, which is a good name for a cat, I won't lie. Uh, the cat just takes a liking to him. Zachary finds out that his owner is dead. Uh, so he's like, ah, I, yeah, I guess I'll hold on to the cat. He's trying to find the cat at home. This leads to him meeting Merrily. Um, you know, they have sparks, but, you know, he's dating a model and she doesn't date. She does school and work. And, uh, however, she also lives in an apartment complex where no cats are allowed. But guess what, guys? She has a cat, too. And, uh, her landlord finds out about the cat, so she gets evicted. And rather than, like, move in with her friend or, you know, somebody... She ends up moving in with Zachary, who she just met, because Zachary's rebuilding a house, and he's like, I have an apartment, as you heard in the trailer. Why don't you live here? And so they move in together, and, like, this is a really odd um, uh, pacing of the film, because it's, okay, now they're living together, and we're, like, an hour into the movie. And, again, like, at this point, he's broken up with his girlfriend, so there's sparks, but they're like, he doesn't want to commit, and she's too nervous, and... Somehow they fill up an hour of, of time, which again is like 45 minutes of life of Hallmark time with commercials. Uh, they fill up this time just not dating, but dating. And then at the very end, spoiler alert, um, she kind of, she's trying to ask him to come to a party. He makes up an excuse because he's not ready for commitment. And then she sees that he went to the party. So she's like, I'm out of here. We're, you're, we're not together even though we're living together, but we're not touching each other. And then he makes a big grand gesture at the very end on Christmas Day, and they're in love after, like, two weeks of knowing each other. Because, as you know, that's how things work in the Hallmark universe. So that's your setup for The Nine Lives of Christmas. Now let's get into the particulars, if you will. And as always, we start with our lead in need of a lesson. Um, now, Marilee is an interesting one. She's a little, she's a little different from your, your standard... Uh, you know, Christmas movie heroine. Because uh, she falls sort of in between the driven career woman and the um, Pollyanna-ish, uh, twinkly-eyed innocent. She's somewhere in the middle because she is working too hard and she doesn't date because she has to go to school and she has to work and, 
you know, that's her life. So there's that aspect to it. But there's also the sort of, and I mean, this actress, um, Kimberly Sustad, very cute, very good looking woman. Um, but they, they don't make her like a bombshell. She's sort of the cute and zany one who's, you know, kind of not graceful and, and not quite together and, you know, works in a pet store. So always has pet food on her and that kind of thing. So she's sort of somewhere in between. However, to bring in a recently introduced trope, um, dead parents, check mark. Uh, we find out that her parents died in an accident as they always do. Uh, and so she kind of put her life on hold and helped to raise her younger sister. And this also, like, we actually get a line where uh, when Zachary, who of course is presented as kind of a beefcake, when he's describing her, he kind of blatantly spells it out for the audience. Uh, she's really pretty, but she doesn't know it. Just in case we as an audience weren't sure if we should think she was pretty or not. Because, um, you know... She's not the supermodel who is in this movie. I don't know if she's a supermodel. There's a character who's a model and who's like super bitchy and kind of awesome. Uh, but that's that. Now, one thing I will say that I do hold against Marilee is, uh, you know, she lives in an apartment. She has a cat. Her cat's name is Queenie. Uh, we're going to get to the cats, guys. Don't worry. But um, Marilee has a poinsettia, like, in her apartment. Guys, that's a really poisonous plant for animals. And if your cats are anything like mine, they're going to chew on it. Like, I can't have flowers in my apartment because my cat will either just knock the vase down or just go over and start eating it. And if it was poinsettia, they would die. So as much as she's supposed to know everything about animals, bitch don't know that. Now, moving on to our setting. Now, again, this one... You know, this, let's face it, it's no Christmas in the city. This is uh, set in the suburbs, I guess. Um, Small-ish town, but not um, like not quaint and not cloying in its smallishness. Uh, however, it is notable for being a town where every single person living there is in a different climate. So you could film an outdoor scene where one character is wearing a slinky dress and one character is dressed up as if they're in the North Pole with a scarf and with thermal underwear and everybody seems to coexist here okay. So it's a very interesting uh, climate, if you will, that we're in. Uh, and now we're going to get to the love interest. The, as I always call them, the bland love interest. And of course, this is where our big name actor comes in for once we get a kind of reverse, where it's the dude who everybody knows, or not everybody. Let's face it, nobody... We could say people saw Superman Returns, but that implies that they didn't fall asleep 10 minutes in, which, let's face it, we all did. Um, so Brandon Routh is Zachary, and he's your hunky fireman who's, like, totally afraid of commitment, but also, guys, totally works with his hands, builds this house from scratch, uh, you know, uh, is very impressed when he finds out that Merrily's kind of handy and that she can, like, hook up a sink, so now clearly they're meant to be together. Um, something else they bond over that's very important is that they bond over um, their love and understanding of the color ecru. So, like, he's trying to paint his apartment, and he can't get the right white, and it's really important to him. And she's like, oh, this is how you do it. You mix eggshell and pearl something. And it's like, whoa, you know how to do that? So, again, we know this within the first two minutes, and these characters know this within the first two minutes, that they're made for each other, but... This being a Hallmark movie that has 86 minutes to fill, we somehow have to put conflict up. Um, and, like, we don't even get a backstory to his parents. Like, it's not like his dad walked out on them and 
remarried a younger woman and then killed her. Like, no, it's just, you know, my parents divorced, so therefore I don't believe in love. I, is that a thing? Like, do dudes do that? Do chicks do that? I don't know, but it's stupid. Uh... Number, moving on, uh, the montage, shockingly, we don't get, which is kind of disappointing because you have cats, so why not put them in a montage, but anyway. Famous holiday song, uh, again, we get, uh, you know, some probably public domain, we get some carolers, um, all your, a couple of standards, including we wish you a Merry Christmas, so, you know, don't worry, you'll get your fill if, if you watch it. Now, number six is interesting, our sassy sidekick. Uh, so in this case, we sort of have two sets of them, or even more than that, really. You've got, on the chick side, you've got Marilee's younger sister, um, who's actually very cute and is sort of a TV real estate woman. Um, but again, she's, in a twist, presented as a little bit more put together. Now, again, I'm a heterosexual woman, so I don't know, like, which one's hotter, or on average, like, who would think which one's hotter, but... They don't, um, they, they don't go too crazy in trying to make sure that the sister is less hot than, uh, our lead. Uh, and then our lead has a friend who's, like, always trying to, trying to get her to come to these, uh, like, speed dating dessert party things, where I guess it's just, like, a mixer, only it's cake instead of drinks, which, I mean, I'm married, but if, uh, if there was cake, I'm just saying I like cake. Uh, so... And the friend is also very cute, but the friend's, like, Asian, so I don't know if that's their way of sort of, uh, you know, not uh, threatening our, you know, Caucasian lead too much. I'm not sure. More interesting is that uh, Zachary has some sassy sidekicks of his own, because Zachary, guys, is a fireman, and he hangs out at a firehouse where nothing ever happens, and which I think is probably what happens at firehouses, actually. But at this firehouse, he's got, like, a whole sort of peanut gallery of dudes that are giving him advice and, you know, telling him to make moves and to not make moves and what it means if a chick wants to introduce you to her family and all that stuff. Uh, and again, don't worry, all the dudes are less conventionally attractive than him. And if you are worried about that, the opening scene is actually Brandon Ralph posing for a fireman calendar and all the other dudes watching and, like, clearly not being Brandon Ralph. Uh, so at least that trope was maintained. I was getting worried. Uh, because number seven, our cloying child, again, it's, I mean, no, we don't have kids. You know what we have? Guys, we've got cats. And as I said, two cats. So Ambrose, who's an orange male cat, who's awesome, who, like, just is great and just keeps flipping around and is very friendly and his purr sound effects a little bit overdone, but same time when my cat purrs, I can like hear her from three rooms away. So I don't want to judge. Ambrose might just have a lot loud purr and who might have judged that? Um, however, I'm calling bullshit once again on this movie because Brandon Routh has Ambrose and everything's great. And Merrily has Queenie. And so when she moves in with Queenie, Let's Queenie out of the, the cage. And what happens? Queenie and Ambrose are just like, hey, hey, what's up? You want to be my friend? Okay, cool. Let's hang out together. And they're like fucking best friends. Dudes, no, not how it works. You can't just put a cat in a room with another cat and expect everything to be great. No. You go through, like, weeks of putting one in the bathroom and having the other one roam free and letting them sniff and putting one in the carrier and having the other one sniff. Or doing this for two years and everything working out and then all of a sudden one day your one cat deciding to pee on things because he wants to be dominant again. 
it, my point is, this movie, I get these Lifetime movies, Hallmark movies are all like wish fulfillment, but there's a line and kind of offends me when they so easily skirt that line, if you will. But still, cute cats. Uh, slapstick number eight. Um, you know, we get some, you know, there's a moment where like a heavy chick cashier recognizes um, Brandon Routh as being the fireman who saved her and she like runs over and hugs him. And I guess that's supposed to be kind of wacky. Um, there's also when uh, Merrily sees Zach seemingly betraying her. She like bumps into three dudes. So I guess that's as far as it goes there. Uh, number nine, our sage old person. Uh, in this case, we get one. It is Zachary's um, older friend at the firehouse, who's a fireman. And earlier in the film, we get a story about what made Zachary become a fireman. And that was when he was a kid, he basically like got saved from a fire and decided he was going to be a fireman. And we find out at the very end, that fireman that saved him is the dude that works with him, that keeps giving him life advice. And they have this very like deep heart-to-heart you know, about three minutes before the movie ends. So I was, I'm not kidding. I was getting worried because as I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, there's like the dudes at the firehouse, like some of them are older, but really they're, they're sassy sidekicks. They're not sage old person. Maybe this one doesn't have one. But then the movie was like, no, 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 we got you. Don't worry. So thankful for that. And number 10, Santa Claus. We don't have a real Santa Claus. Uh, however, uh, Zachary does at one point put on a Santa Claus suit and play Santa Claus for neighborhood kids. So we get him in there. And as far as there being magic in the air, the fact that, again, you can just introduce two cats together and they're going to get along fine is only happens in a magical universe. Um, one other thing I did want to note is I think, uh, you know, one thing that I haven't been talking about because I've, as much as I've been recording a lot of these off TV, I've tried lately to fast forward through the commercials or to not watch them. So I haven't really paid attention to the sponsors. And sometimes you do want to, because not surprisingly, it's things that are aimed at a very specific demographic. And in this movie, there's a very blatant Folgers uh, product placement. And I have to believe that was intentional. And that's pretty much the nine lives of Christmas. So now let's, let's talk about our, our overall thoughts, if you will. The good, there's fucking cats in this movie, and they're cute, and they do cool things, and, you know, people like the cats, other than, like, the villain who introduces herself as a villain by, A, being allergic to cats, and, B, giving great lines like, um, you know, uh, having kids or having cats is like having a kid, but even worse, because it never grows up and moves out of the house, which is actually a pretty good line and kind of true. Um, and then she's, like, mad because, well, we can't go to Italy for Christmas if you have a cat, because I guess they've never heard of cat sitters in this world. But anyway. Uh, so the cats are good. I like that. I actually like the bitchy girlfriend because she was entertaining. Um, the lead actress is uh, um, Kimberly Sustad. Is serviceable and fine. And, I mean, nobody gets a lot to work with in these movies. Um, but she she's cute. And I think I could see her in more movies. And I could see her being a pleasant uh, presence, I guess. Um... But the problem with this movie is that there's no conflict and there's no story. It's just, you know, guy meets girl, girl, guy like each other, girl, guy move in together, sort of, uh, guy decides he doesn't believe in love until the movie ends and he does. And the two of them don't, they have chemistry because the script kind of forces it, but 
it's, they, I don't know, there's, there's not that much magic there, if you will. But I think more importantly, it's just, it's a really stupid storyline, because there's nothing to it. Like, you have a fireman, couldn't he save her from a fire in the end? Or uh, couldn't, I don't know, they go to a taco truck at one point, couldn't the taco truck be a small business so that they have to team up and save, and that's when they discover they love each other? I don't know. My point is that this movie has no urgency, uh, and I get it. That's a thing for these movies. You don't watch this thinking you're going to sit on the edge of your seat worrying whether or not the cat's going to make it in time for the, you know, dog wedding or whatnot. But still, like, more so than most of the ones I've been watching lately, this one just really feels like they had an idea of uh, cats as matchmakers. And that's all they had. And then they had, oh, uh, no, firemen? Yeah, sure. Okay, firemen. How how much time do we have left? Guys, we have 45 minutes left. Oh, shit. That's what this movie feels like. Again, if you really like cats, I mean, it has cats in it, so that's kind of cool. If you really like Brandon Routh, Brandon Routh, I don't know, that Superman's, uh, he's there. Um, still kind of looks like a hunk of marble that occasionally emotes, but not that hard. Um, and the fascinating thing, too, is that this is apparently based on a book. I don't know how long this book is. I... I'm a little baffled by that in itself, but I guess if you want more, you could go to your local library and perhaps take out a copy and tell me if it's any more exciting than the movie. Um, so again, it's a lukewarm recommend if you're just really curious and really have a thing for watching Brandon Routh hold a cat. This is the movie for you, I guess. And I'm not judging you if you do. That's cool. It's fine. I would watch, you know... If somebody told me that there was a Hallmark movie where, I don't know, Michael Shannon trained a hamster, I'm going to watch it. So I'm not judging you if you want to watch this one. I'm just telling you, I don't know what you're going to get from it. Uh, but that is The Nine Lives of Christmas. Hopefully we'll be back um, with something else. I don't know what. Maybe there's a... Well, I, I know there's Christmas dog movies, but I, you know, do, do I go that obvious? I don't know, guys. You tell me. Thanks for listening. You ask, what is love? Well, I have a love. Yes, I have a love for cats. I love cats and that's why I'm the guy who looks up at the sky and says, I love cats. When I think of a cat, there's a feeling inside. It's a hunger annoying that I just can't hide. Oh, I've tried. Yes, I've tried, but I want the world to know, yes, I want the world to know. You might say it's disgusting, this way that I'm lusting, but my friend, you don't know till you've tried. You'll be making a beeline for anything feline, whether boiled or sautéed or fried. From their ears to their feet, it's the other white meat, black and white or Maine Coon with a 